Welcome into the Unbiased Freedom Podcast. It's been a while since we've been here, and uh, we're glad that we're back on the airwaves, and we're here trying our new set, thanks to this guy. He built this up in his spare hole here in his house. Yeah, we had to make some kind of use for it because it was just basically turning into a storage unit and I didn't want that to happen, so it turned, turned into a nice little spot for a, a little studio. Yeah, so man, it's great. We're going to try to make some few tweaks as we're going. You know, we're going to try to add a couple new features. Um, we're going to start doing a, uh, a a bourbon or whiskey on every episode and we're going to we're going to talk about that every now and then, so that'll be fun. Uh, and you guys can join along. You guys can also order yourselves a sweet unbiased freedom mug that is on our website or a nice t-shirt yeah which is and, on our website and all the proceeds goes into his pocket <laughs> well our pockets or upgrades <laughs> to the studio so yeah now we need more props we're thinking about getting a uh, really nice unbiased freedom flag to hang right here where you know the windows here so yeah we got some ideas but honest to god most of that money is going to go straight back into the show and to make improvements exactly. i mean all this gear that we're using to shoot this with in fact I'm going to take a picture now while we're on air. Yeah. And we'll post it at the end of this episode so people can see. <laughs> Ignore the junk in the background. Like I said, this kind of turned into a storage unit. Uh, but yeah, yeah here, here Ian here especially, you know, he's he's footed the bill on most of this stuff. And it's really nice equipment. We're trying to do the best product that we can do for you guys. We really want to get some more engagement from you guys too. So we're going to start trying to be, um, as you guys have probably seen on our Facebook page, we've been very active even while we haven't been making episodes we're going to continue to be active yep and uh hopefully we keep getting that engagement because here lately we've been getting a ton of engagement on facebook yeah and it's been awesome to see so we really appreciate it yeah you guys. Keep, keep it up it's good yeah. and uh, spread the message of freedom and liberty to everybody you know because we all know that we need more of that in today's world yeah, so we're going to get into it a little bit. We're probably going to do a little bit of catch up, kind of see, you know, there's been reasons why we haven't been able to record. We've had a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, so this is technically season two, episode four. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's been what? Since six, April. Yeah, since, yeah. Oof, man, I did, I, that's crazy. Eight months or yeah, nine, whatever. Seven a months. A lot of months. Yeah, it's been a long time. But, you know, we're really excited to be back. So uh, I know me personally, uh, I've been going through a transition at my work. Um, I, uh, was going to be leaving the company I was working for. Uh, I had some good luck and some good fortune with some, some higher ups that came in and kind of showed me that I was valued and gave me a really good opportunity, really uh, a lot closer to home. So I'll be doing that starting Monday, really excited about it. Um, and you know, just kids and life and everything else. So it's been, it's been crazy, but we're trying to get back on track. That's for sure. And so we're, I'm excited for it. Yeah, speaking of kids. Um, yeah, yeah, let's go, baby. I've got a daughter that's going to be born in hopefully less than nine days. Is yeah. Expected due date. So so excited. I'm the I'm the godfather, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah! All right, cool. <clears throat> I was just bullshitting, but hey, I'm I'll take it on. Yeah, man. I mean, this guy right here. He's. I mean, you know, what are he, best friends for, right? He's one of the best. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. You come it. to me on my day, my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so awesome. All right, man. So what do you want to start with? Man, I think one of the uh, most interesting things, and it's still pretty relevant right now, is this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers and how at the beginning of the season, the media asked him if he was vaccinated, and he said, I've been immunized. Yeah, yeah. He and wasn't lying. They didn't question it. So he ran with it, which honestly, it's nobody's fucking business. Let's 
be frank here. Yeah, yeah. It's nobody's business about your medical history. No. So, you know, I, I support them 100%. I've, I've always liked the Packers, and I've always liked Aaron Rodgers, but... Dude, now, I mean, obviously I'm a Titans fan first and foremost, but as far as <laughs> NFC goes. I was getting ready to say, what the? I, as far as the I mean, NFC goes, though, I'll be rooting for Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers should should succeed. Okay. Now, do I think uh, it, it damned him quite a bit? Yeah, because of the woke culture kind of in, dude, in the Dude, the blowback NFL. that he had was incredible. Incredible, oh man. my god, dude! It was insane. Like I just, I even don't understand. Terry Bradshaw was all over his. No, mouth, it wasn't dude. even. It was. I remember I saw a video of Shannon Sharp, and he was like, "I lost all respect for him." Are you kidding? Why? Me? Because he didn't want to get the shot. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Right. People who play in the NFL are some of the fittest players on planet Earth. Yeah. Fittest humans right. on planet. They're Earth. freaks of nature. Let's be honest. They're freaks of nature. That's why they do what they do and get paid what they paid. The, here, here's the thing that, that blows my mind is you got a bunch of players that are in the hospital right now that aren't immunized yeah. against COVID-19. Yeah, the, the guy from the Raiders, yeah. he's been hospitalized and he's, he's got the vaccines and he's still in the hospital. And why is nobody damning him? Because he's gotten the vaccine. Right, but that, that's the thing. It's the double standard that yeah. drives me crazy. It's like, okay, you got a guy who didn't have the vaccine, got COVID, got over it. Or With no just, symptoms, no real severe symptoms, and he's playing this weekend. He's exactly. going to be playing this weekend, right? So that's that's the thing. Yeah, it's like ninety eight percent of people, ninety nine percent of people, have no symptoms. Yeah, and don't even know they have it. They right. just test positive. Well, I just saw a little bit ago, um, Ben Roethlisberger just got put on the COVID list. Oh, so I don't know if he's vaccinated or not. It, honestly, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I bet that's he's just, not. I would bet that he's not. <laughs> I don't know. He got accused of rape a few times, so you know, there's that. <laughs> so maybe he. I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with this. I'm just throwing that out. Yeah, there. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't trust the guy. As I don't know. I could throw him. But I'll tell you what, though. Um, being in like the car business and like industry, you know, wrecking and dealing with insurance companies, the fact that State Farm is actually having Aaron Rodgers back on this, I love that. Is crazy. I love that. I told my wife, I was like, you know, we may just have to switch to State Farm. Just That's to... who I've got. I know. Yeah. I, I They're pretty good to deal with anyway. So I appreciated the fact that they said uh, something to the effect of, we respect his right to his own personal choice. Yeah. You know, whether or not he wanted to get vaccinated, that was on him. Yeah. And of course, everybody has the repercussions if they do or if they don't, but there should be no argument against or for in the United States. I mean, we're a free country. We're right. a free people. And luckily for us, the appeals court, as thus far, has shut Biden down on his 100-plus employee vaccination yeah. program that was supposed to go in effect January 4th. So. Yeah. Well, my wife's work has already put that into place. And so every Monday, she has to get to work early and take a COVID test. And my company, I found out, uh, will not be enforcing it. They will not be enforcing the vaccine or the testing. That's good. So, So my company... Has not enforced anything, and I'm not going to get too deep into yeah. what my company is because yeah. I don't want my business out there. But they're a healthcare company in Middle Tennessee, and they've asked that all employees be required to show their vaccination status one way or the other. They're not saying that you have to get it. They just want to know. They want to know who's vaccinated and who isn't. I don't know for what cause. I think a lot of that has to do with their just trying to protect themselves. Tracking. 
maybe. They're trying to protect themselves from the mandate that might be coming from the federal government if that goes through and they want to be ready to be able to either terminate employees yeah. because nobody wants to be fined, what, $15,000 per, per incident? So take that math. Think about this. So if you've got 100 employees, right, 100 employees, and you have you face a fifteen oh it's a fifteen thousand dollar fine per incident per incident. So that means if you got hundred employees and you don't enforce anything, you're facing one point five million dollars in fines a week. Or you require the testing, in which case you either have to eat that test cost, which is going to be insane, or you have to pass it on to your employer or your employee. Which to me, I don't understand how you can. I don't, I don't legally. I don't understand how you can do that. I you can't. Apparently, they think you can with OSHA, which is total bullshit. Well, the federal government thinks they can, and using OSHA as a vessel to, right. to enforce that. Right. I love that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has said, fuck it, we're going to pull out of OSHA. Yeah. We sh- Everybody can't. should. Yeah. It's Again, it's anything that the government gets their hands on, they fuck it up. <laughs> I'm just saying. For the most part, yes, and especially Democrats. Oh, yeah. Well, especially so- That also leads into something else that we were going to talk about was how uh, Tennessee's governor just signed in a whole wave of uh, COVID mandate um, restrictions. You know, he's not going to be, we're not going to allow a bunch of things that they're trying to push through allowed in the state of Tennessee, which the press secretary for the White House said that the federal law overthrows uh, local law, but we all know that that's not true. Uh, it does not. It does not supersede local law for the most part, or state law, I should say, not local law. Right. And uh, I've got an article here from TennesseeLookout.com. This is an article on uh, Governor Bill Lee's COVID nineteen bill. He said uh, Wednesday he will sign the COVID nineteen legislation passed by the General Assembly. Well, he did. <laughs> today is Saturday, and he signed it. After a Veterans Day ceremony on the Tennessee Tower Plaza, Governor told reporters that he was to meet with Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally and House Speaker Cameron Sexton to discuss potential alterations that could be made when the legislature returns to Nashville in January. He said, nevertheless, he plans to sign the legislation because he agrees with its main premise, a response to President Joe Biden's order requiring companies with more than 100 employees to order vaccines or negative COVID tests. Lee specified his positions surrounding hospitalizations, saying he wants to make sure COVID-19 patients have family in the room at the end of life. He also touched on maintaining the authority of the Tennessee Occupational Safety Health Administration to handle any vaccine regulations, meaning he wants to, to get kick OSHA out, although those could put in conflict with the federal OSHA and possibly lead to a takeover of the state agency. Lee did not respond when asked if he plans to seek a change in the private right of action provision, which could lead companies to being sued by employees if they required vaccines or negative COVID-19 tests. In addition, he said that he will ask for changes in any other things we will bring up and go line by line to make sure that we feel good about the consequences of the legislation. The National Federation of Independent Business urged lawmakers to oppose legislation that could lead to lawsuits against businesses before the special session started. It still wants wants changes to be made when the General Assembly reconvenes. We agree with Governor Lee that some of the specificities needed to be looked at in the upcoming regular session, such as ensuring no federal takeover of TOSHA, which is Tennessee's OSHA, state OSHA basically, 
This was the NFIB Tennessee State Director Jim Brown stated, quoting, We're also encouraged by many legislators continuing to say that they're interested in addressing aspects of the bill that are concerned for Tennessee's small businesses. We're working to identify those aspects, but expect they'll continue protecting TOSHA as well as review a certain broad definition in the bill and new private rights of action that could put small businesses out of businesses. Lee said, business community is obligated to work with the legislator and express concerns about bills. We'll see how that develops over the next month and we'll work with them to make sure we have the right outcomes in this legislation. Despite a downturn in COVID-19 cases, Tennessee continues to struggle with the disease, as does most places. It's just lingering. It's just how it's gonna be. COVID-19 is not going anywhere. The vaccines that we have today do not prevent you from getting COVID-19. Or spreading it. They do not prevent you from spreading it. In fact, some studies show that those who are vaccinated, even if they don't show symptoms and test positive for COVID-19, have more of the, anti the, more of the virus present when they test for it than those who are unvaccinated and have previously had COVID-19. So there's some evidence to say that maybe the vaccine is, a, it, it is making people think that they're not a super spreader, when in fact they, they are because yeah. they can carry it longer and more prevalent than those who don't. So let's see, uh, Tennessee Department of Health reported 1,114 new cases since Tuesday for a total of nearly 1.3 million since March of 2020 and 45 more deaths for a total of 16,601. Hospitalizations dipped by 16, but the state still has 748 residents being treated for hospitals in, uh, for COVID. The COVID-19 bill lawmakers wound up approving in the early hours of Saturday, October 30th, was vastly different from the bill that went through the committees. After a secret meeting, the House and Senate passed a conference committee report that allowed businesses to mask mandates but prohibited public school mask requirements in, except in severe cases. There's caveats for all of these. Mm -hmm. Gave the controller authority to approve waivers from the vaccine prohibitions for companies and other entities that receive federal con contracts and grants and set up provisions for visitation of COVID-19 hospital patients, which that always pissed me off. If you have a loved one or a family member that has COVID-19, they're in the hospital and they're not expected to survive to restrict family members from coming and visiting them yeah. in one of the darkest days of their life and their family who's battling this nasty disease that that's inhumane to me well that that happened um so uh, most obviously most of you guys probably don't know this but my aunt actually passed away from covid earlier this year um during our little hiatus um and her one of her sons lives here in middle tennessee um and her other son lives down in florida where she lived and they were not allowed in the hospital See as that? far as far as that I'm as far as I'm aware, they were not allowed in the hospital. That pisses me off. And that's uh, just not right. Yeah, and so you know, my mom had gotten really close to her over the last couple of years. So you know, my mom was obviously devastated. She's already lost both of her parents, you know, years ago, and um, now she lost her sister. She's got a brother, but you know, it's it's still. I mean, that's still her sister. And so we ended up making the trip down there to Florida for the funeral, and. Um, you know, they, we, you know, we, of course we were respectful. We wore masks during the funeral service and everything else. And, um, we came back, we were wearing masks the whole time we were down there. We all got COVID. That was the second time I got COVID and I was wearing a mask the entire time. Using hand sanitizer. Uh, my dad sent us down there with, 
uh, disinfectant spray for our clothes. I mean, whole nine. And yet we still ended up getting COVID, which was crazy. I mean, this time around, the first time I had COVID, I lost my smell and taste. Right. Um, I remember you telling me about yeah, that. That and was then, right before we went to Gatlinburg. It was. To record our last video podcast. Yep. With the wives. Yep. And then, uh, so this time I didn't have any symptoms. The only reason why I got tested was because my mom was like, hey, I just tested positive. You guys should get tested. So I was like, okay. Right. And sure enough, I, I, you know, I tested positive. But Jeez. like I said, I had no no symptoms at all. I literally took it as a little break to do some woodworking here at the house and, you know, took a little break from work. Yeah. So. so those of you that don't know, I decided to get vaccinated. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked about it once before. Yeah. So yeah. I got the vaccine. Uh, my wife got the vaccine. I'm a libertarian. She's still trying to figure out her political affiliation. <laughs> Uh, the more she learns about what she thought she knew. Um, yeah, that's kind of how my wife was. She's she's really like, and yeah. and uh, we can save that for another conversation. She oh, can tell her yourself. One. But um, uh, yeah, so I'm vaccinated. Of course, you know we don't know what's going to happen in ten years. We don't. Um, but what we do know is my wife worked with a couple of nurses. She works at the NICU here in Middle Tennessee in Nashville. And um, there are some nurses that have passed away with COVID that were pregnant. And that scared her to death. Yeah, that's scared, terrifying. Scared me to death. The thing that scared us is because she has asthma. She's diagnosed yeah. asthmatic. And anybody with any kind of respiratory issues, this is a... As we're learning more about COVID, they're starting to think it's less of a respiratory virus and more of a nervous system virus actually. Okay. Yeah, I was I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and he had a virologist on. Hey, don't, don't bring up the antichrist I guess here <laughs> lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I think Joe Rogan's great. It's uh, a great podcast by the way, so just yeah, keep uh, that up. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. But the thing is is you know, we're we're really worried and concerned like she works with all these patients, she's around sick people all the time. And if I were to lose her and the baby at the same time, like, I don't, like, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. Like, oh, I would do my damn just to prevent that, but. But nevertheless, I mean, I, I just couldn't fathom that. And we had a long discussion. We went months, months. I mean, it took us probably 60 days to decide, all right, are we going to, uh, is it worth the risk, you know? And everybody, I think, should look at this for themselves. Look at this, look at the science. We went and looked at the science. These vaccines are not conventional to how a flu virus vaccine works or how a measles or a mumps. It's different. Right. This is essentially a gene therapy. Right. It's an mRNA vaccine. So they inject it into your muscle. And essentially what happens is, is it reprograms your white blood cells to attack a protein, the, one of the proteins in the virus. Yeah. It doesn't introduce the virus. It, like uh, the flu introduces the dead virus, a, non, a non-present virus basically. Not non-present, but a non-active virus, right, an inactive right, virus. Right. COVID-19 is an mRNA, so it basically is like reprogramming your white blood cells. 
So we know what short-term risks are. I, we were all above the 30-year threshold. We both got Moderna because Pfizer, you'd have to drive an hour to Gallatin, Tennessee to get the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, really? So everything in the Smyrna Murfreesboro area, all the Walgreens and CVSs, I think we both went to CVS to get the vaccine, right, which required two shots, um, all within, I think, uh, three or four months, or sorry, three or four weeks between the initial shot. The first shot that I got, I swear to God, the lady went too deep in my arm. Like my <laughs> arm was killing me. I've heard a lot of people say that it, that it just was like killing their arm. It yeah. was killing my arm. So I'm, I'm, I'm publicly speaking about my experience for any of those that are curious. No, I'm not forcing this on you. I'm a complete libertarian. This was a decision that I made, that my family made, I don't force it on anybody else. Obviously, we don't force anything on anybody. We're we're all about freedom. Freedom to make and, your own choices. And look how we can still be best friends and cordial and nice when we have I didn't get it and he did. Right. And guess what? That's totally That's cool. That's cool, bro. It, you do you. Exactly. Like as long as it doesn't as long as you're not forcing the shit on me, like that's and that's again, that's a libertarian that, mindset. That's exactly so. right. The second shot though, dude. Holy Did it kick your ass? It kicked my ass. Yeah, I've heard that too. I felt like I had the flu. Yep. Um, I had cold chills. <clears throat> I was, for a good 48 hours, so after the first, sh or the second shot, the first 12 hours, nothing. Yeah. I had a, a, good, a good nurse administer it, so she didn't put the shot in a wrong place. See, the, the thing that... A lot of people worry about it is having it administered wrong and being put directly into a vein. That's what gets people hurt mm -hmm. and gets people killed. It's supposed to go into a muscle tissue. Um, but I had a fever. I ran a fever for two days after that first 12 hours. And I had cold chills. I couldn't hardly sleep. I was pretty miserable. Mm. It was pretty rough. Of course, that's a reaction to the protein that's the white blood cells ramping up and creating the basically the antibodies that says hey if we see this attack it right that's right. all it's doing but um they want a good immune response so the more of a response your body has meaning you get an elevated temperature you get cold chills things like that that's supposedly a good sign, a sign that yeah. your body is preparing to fight it if it actually sees the real thing Granted, I, I'm pretty certain I had COVID February of 2020 before it was even officially announced in the United States. Yeah. I had shortness of breath, lasted for about a week, had some weird things going on, Went even went to the Minute Clinic. They're like, eh, it's just some virus going around, which it was. <laughs> Still yeah. is. It's a virus, all right. And will always be. You're not going to get rid of it. This is a new flu, guys. That's all it is. And it's not going to go away. Yep. And the more it mutates, the less it's going to hurt people. Because a virus doesn't want to kill its host. It wants to spread. Just like influenza. Exactly. Exactly. You're exactly but right. But don't make that comparison because... It's know, a different virus. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if um, not too soon after this is on Facebook, we will have an uh, in, independent fact checker. Uh, label on oh. our video. Oh yeah, you, you say COVID nineteen <laughs> on anything, man, and you just, can guarantee. Just be ready for it. So. Yeah, you can guarantee they're up. Oh up, yeah. Up, up, oh yeah. Up your ass. But I mean, hey, you know, like like I, like we've always advocated, if it's something you think is good for you and your family, do it. 
I really think if you're over 65, you should consider it because those are the people that are most at risk yeah. to have life-altering problems yeah, with for the virus. Sure. They're most at risk. If you're healthy, not overweight, and you're in your mid-30s, 20s, fuck it. Statistics say that you're not going to die from COVID-19. Statistics, I mean, in that, that category alone, it's like a... 99.9999997 or something. I don't know an exact term. I'm not saying exactly, guys. Just, but do the research from yeah. your own. Go look at go but, look the number up. Yeah. Go to the CDC's website and look at the statistics. You can look at they break it down by age group. Yep. The thing, one of the main things that got me to get vaccinated was if anybody's local to Tennessee and listens to WTN 997, mm-hmm. our local conservative radio station. Everybody knows that uh, conservative talk talk show host and loved presenter for the last 25 years in Nashville who was pivotal in keeping the um, income tax in the state of Tennessee. He led that charge down at the Capitol building in downtown Nashville. is Phil Valentine. And I have a lot of respect for that man. And he died of Mm COVID-19. I remember that. While I was at your brother's wedding. Yeah. I got the news popped up on my phone and it really, it, it hit me hard because one, I, I listened to the guy every, almost every day, you know, at work. Yeah. That was like a ritual for me. And, um, the dude's got a podcast with his son that I used to listen to as well Mm. with Campbell and that's, that's gone. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, wow. It's crazy how things can happen like that for sure. Granted. He was a smoker. A lot of people didn't know that, but he was a lifelong smoker. And that, that's the thing people don't realize is most people that are succumbing to COVID-19 do have comorbidities, meaning they got diabetes or they got a heart disease or they're a smoker or, I mean, they've got asthma or there's all kinds of upper respiratory diseases that you can, you can you know, have. Those people are most at risk and those that are elderly. And um, he straight up said on the air he wasn't vaccinated. He wasn't going to get vaccinated. And he he only uh, did two shows on the radio with COVID-19. And he was hospitalized and hospitalized for six weeks. And after that, he was dead. Mm-hmm. That really scared me. Not from the, not from the standpoint that I was going to have a problem with it. Right. It's like, this, here's a guy. You literally don't know... Who is in his mid fifties, mm-hmm. who is otherwise very healthy, and is gone just like that within six weeks, man. And it breaks breaks my heart for his family and yeah. and for the radio family there at WTN. But um that was one of the things that got me thinking, like, man, okay, well, I want to protect my wife. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With her being pregnant, you're immune you're immunocompromised right out of the gate. You know, so that's one of that's one of the things that kind of got us talking about it. So do your own research. Decide for yourself. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I don't advocate everybody get it. Children should definitely not get it. There is no studies saying that children need to get COVID nineteen vaccinated. I think there's been a total of forty or fifty ch- children that have died from COVID nineteen. Right. Forty or fifty. And they want to implement a mandate. On these children under eighteen, all the way down to five years old. <clears throat> That's I won't let. I'm not gonna. My kids won't get it. No, mine's no. Uh-uh. When my daughter's no way born, in hell. There's no way. Like and 
And another thing that needs to be cleared up is just because you're anti-COVID vaccine doesn't mean that you are an anti-vaxxer. No, what you are. Which is insane that you're labeled as an anti-vaxxer. I've gotten all my other immunizations. You're an anti-mandate. Yeah, for you're sure. You're an anti-mandate. You're an anti-federal government mandate. Nobody should be for the man shoving their ideals onto you, imposing their will on your family and you to be able to go about your daily life. Mm -hmm. That's not freedom when they make your life so difficult that you only have one choice and that's to consent in order to feed yeah. your family. Well, that's not America. I mean, that's... that's It's bullshit is yeah, what it is. That's absolute bullshit. Yeah. And I won't stand for that shit. No. No way. <laughs> no way. And there's no way in hell I'm getting a fucking booster shot in six months. They can blow that out their ass. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. Totally, 100%, man. So let's talk about some uh, USA news here. So we'll get away from COVID stuff because, my God, for the I'm last sure few years, it'll I'm fucking work its fate way back in. It might. It might. But we're, <laughs> we're all sick and tired of hearing yeah, about COVID, and yeah. I know you are too. So let's talk about the uh, trade deficit with uh, China and Mexico right now. So what? So we got Pete Buttigieg. WTF. So you know what Pete Buttigieg has been doing, right? Yeah. All right, so they've adopted some kids, him and his husband. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, that's cool. I'd much rather kids be in a loving home with, exactly. two, with two gay parents than be in a federal-ran home. Exactly. Where they're not going to be cared for. Where they're going to be indoctrinated yeah. as crazy socialists. Well, and they're not going to be cared for. They're just going to be pushed through like cattle, just like in the school systems, but worse. Exactly. Like... But the irony in all this is he's the transportation secretary of the United States of America. We're going through the largest transportation issue right now. And the dude's on paternity leave with kids he didn't birth. Six months, dude. No, that's, that's excessive. That's excessive. But Federal no. employees get benefits that nobody, not you yeah, or I, get. And I'm going to get six weeks, dude, and that's coming out of my sick time. <laughs> Otherwise, it's unpaid. Yeah. Fuck me, right? Yeah. Well, they're trying to make it to where everybody gets paid maternity and paternity leave, but that's just going to raise our deficit that much higher. Here's my thing. <laughs> like, okay. That's the thing. Here's my thing. Everything costs something, guys. Just remember that. I don't think paternity or maternity leave should be mandated by any government or any state for that matter. It should be a business perk yep the company should say hey look if we want to re want to retain good employees you're going to offer better benefits exactly yeah. and guess what if walmart's offering better business better benefits than target guess Target's what going to step their game up yeah exactly what's that called the free market what's that called competition what's that do it makes everybody's lives better which is when we talked about it before about eliminating minimum wage it causes the same thing because if there's a standard then they're like, okay, well, then I don't have to compete with... Exactly. You know, so, but if you have that competition, which right now, they haven't raised the minimum wage, and yet wages are way up. I know. And it hasn't been anything to do with the government. Yeah, it the government... Been, yeah, Biden ran on saying, oh, we're going to... Yeah, what, we're going to put in a $15 minimum wage. Which and, he did on the federal level. Right. But it's not mandated at company, uh, you know, countrywide. Right. It's but just not a, not a thing. I haven't, I mean, my mom works for a large 
retail chain. She's okay. a store manager. And that's right. Even she, her part time employees are getting like thirteen fifty for a part time employee. So that's like high school kids, guys. High school kids are getting like thirteen fifty to start out at a shoe store. Dude, that's scary. At a shoe store. That and just saw, tells you about how bad inflation's yeah, gotten. I saw I saw a post on one of our local like community pages or whatever that said my 15-year-old is looking to start working part-time, but she won't accept less than $20 an hour. What's out there? You're 15. You don't need $20 an hour. No. Go go, go work retail. Yeah. Like everybody else. Go work fast food. I mean, damn, $20 an hour? My wife doesn't make $20 an hour. Dude. Oh, my God. It took me... For I just got above tw- now. Mine's different because I'm commission based, but yours doesn't count, right? But still, it took me my, six my years rate. to get above twenty dollars an yeah. hour when I started working at eighteen. So I was twenty four years old when I got above twenty the twenty dollar an hour mark, and I, I worked my ass off for that. And that's the thing is these all these people are getting into it, and they're just they're being handed these high wages. Which hey, if that's what the free market dictates. Cool. I'm cool with that. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But they're getting in there and they're expecting a lot more than they deserve to a degree. To a degree. To a degree. But now, I'm not going to sit there and say that everybody de- deserves like $6 an hour. But I think a lot of that true, comes down to um, the inflation that we're seeing right now. 6.2% right now, isn't it? It's the highest that it's been in 30 years. 30 years. Literally, unless you made, unless you got a cost of living raise that was more than 6-2%, you lost money this year. Yeah. Thanks, Biden. I got a 2.5% raise this year, and this was my first raise in two years, so. Yeah. Mm. But you still lost money. My wife works at a hospital in the NICU. Yeah. She got a 13 cent raise for her first raise. 13 cents. That's not even a 1% raise, dude. That's yeah. almost unmeasurable. Well, and so what's crazy is, so you've got these like these kids that are like, I want $20 an hour, right? My wife has worked at the same place for five years now, I think, and she doesn't make near that. And they're so short-staffed right now that they had to cut the hours that their, their center is open, first and foremost, we're talking about having to close some of the classes Seriously? potentially Jeez. because they don't have the staff for it and yet they're still not giving her a raise and she's been there she's been there the longest of any employee at that place and they and she's and Sounds like they're hiring in people higher than what she's getting i've changed to quit and rehire i've t- i've told her that she needs to <laughs> to make a fuss about it but you know you know her so she you know and, I, and it's nothing against her. And I get, like, you know, she's she's very much like me. Uh, you want to be loyal, you know, and you want to you you help out as best you can. You, yeah. don't wanna, you don't want to be the squeaky wheel that gets right, the grease. Right, right. And I think, a, I think that's going to, I think she's but that about can be to get to your, fed up. That can be to your detriment. At yeah. some point, you have to be assertive and look out for your bottom line because they've been looking out for theirs for the last however long that she's been there. Yeah. She's getting screwed yeah. while everybody else is getting... Well, that was the kind of same situation with me going through my whole transition. I had put in my notice and I accepted a position at a different company. And it was because for a year, year and a half, I'd been trying to get things solved. I'm like, hey, we can do this to make things more efficient. We can do this... Um, 
You're not alone in that. Oh, I know. There's been record numbers of people quit quitting their yeah. jobs during the lockdowns and post lockdowns. Yeah. In fact, I think it was over 130,000 people quit their jobs last month. Yeah, and they said uh, they said that, that a lot of that was to do because the, a lot of those companies were wanting to go back in person. In person when they can do the same job somewhere else the, from home. at home and it's usually more efficient i work from home so 90 percent of the yeah time. so uh but going back to what i was saying like you know i made i, I kind of was i was doing what i could trying to get things solved and it never got done nothing was getting done so i finally put in the notice that's when some higher ups finally caught wind of what was Good going notice. on yeah and so i think everything's going to kind of straighten the stuff out and get better at that location I was at. But the where I'm going to is already, it's a new location that's already doing better. Implemented the changes. Yeah, right? and so they're already doing better than what my location was doing. Mm-hmm. And they've only been open for three months. Yeah. So they brought me in. He, he brought me in um, and he's like, hey, I want you to be a key factor in trying to help this succeed. And to me, that's a big deal. Like, you know, having that, oh, that support system. But when you look at people like my wife, who's been killing herself trying to help this place, and it just kind of goes unnoticed, well, they need to realize there are plenty of opportunities out there. Yeah, and these are your loyal people that want to be there for you. Yeah, you need to take care care of them them or you're going to have high turnover rate. And they do. Oh, my God. The turnover rate there is nuts. And those people don't care. Yeah, they don't at all. And at a child care, you want people who care. For sure. So the U.S. trade deficit in September increased to $80.9 billion, according to Commerce Department data, setting a new record as American exports declined and supply chain issues continue to plague U.S. ports. While imports climbed nearly half a percentage in September, exports fell by 3% to $207.6 billion worth of goods. The previous record for the trade deficit set in June had been $73.2 billion, according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis. The deficit has increased by $8.1 billion since August. August, dude. That's nuts. Trade deficits with several major countries increased, including China and Mexico. According to the data, September saw a $3.4 billion increase in the deficit with China, bringing America's total trade deficit with China up to $31.5 billion. Similarly, the trade deficit with Mexico also increased by $2.3 billion. Exports of crude oil, semiconductors, civilian aircraft engines, and computer accessories all decreased while imports of computers and other electronics increased. So America's buying shit, but we ain't making shit. But the thing is, is even though we're buying it, we can't get it in. Exactly. Have have you guys seen the pictures of the Oh my God. So what's crazy? Another thing that's crazy. I know it's kind of a little off topic, but so back in the beginning of June, we ordered my wife a 2022 Kia Telluride. You know, some, we've gotten to a point in our lives where we're kind of like we want to start getting some stuff that we really want. She's never been able to just get a car that she really wants, get all the accessories, do all that stuff. So we did that for her, and, I, and so we three days ago finally got an ETA, and when we're gonna see it. We ordered it June 6th, something like that. They said December 26th. My bet 
is that it's sitting on one of them cargo ships because they're built in uh, Korea, I'm pretty sure. I bet you're right. I'm pretty sure it's on one of those cargo ships and it's probably been sitting on a cargo ship for a month or two. Well, I know... uh, Outside of California's coast. When I bought my Toyota (laughs) 4Runner... Which is... I mean, that's that's fucking nuts. My 4Runner was built in Japan. Yeah. It went to uh, Oregon... Mm-hmm. And they claimed the wildfires held up the transportation because it was on a train to come over to, to yeah. Tennessee to get on a to unload it onto a, a truck and yeah. bring it back here. I don't know if that was true. I kind of have a feeling it, ha- it was due to other things. Yeah, and but they this just... was this was early, like mid twenty twenty, is when we mm-hmm. made that purchase. Dude, I bought that thing a year ago today. Nice. I didn't. Dang, it's been a year. A bit. It's Holy been a, shit. I know. That's it feels crazy. like literally yesterday we went to Toyota, mm-hmm. purchased it, drove it to Gatlinburg to yeah. shoot our first video episode that yeah. we ever did. This is episode two, technically, of our video. And hopefully, I mean, I like this setup, so we're definitely. I well, think this we're is going to continue. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. going to continue this. This is fun. Yeah, this is cool. This is <laughs> and cool. it feels more relaxed, too, because we don't have the microphones and the headsets and the all, you know, whole nine. So. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm digging it. Yeah. But I, I think it's crazy. So to continue this story here from the Daily Wire, part of the weakness reflected a 15.5% drop in petroleum exports related to the drilling rig and refinery shutdowns during <laughs> Hurricane Ida in the Gulf of Mexico. Economists expect that the decline to reverse is coming within months and petroleum production coming back online. Not only have imports increased, but the prices of the imported goods have jumped as well. Some estimates show that imported consumer goods are roughly 1.4% more expensive than a year ago and industry goods are 35% higher. Some have chosen to pin the increased U.S. trade deficits as an impact stemming from the pandemic. We look for the trade balance to remain historically elevated through the year end, but moderation in domestic demand will cool import volumes while steady vaccine diffusion and slower virus bed should underpin stronger expert growth, says Kathy, an economic from Oxford. So just to interject real quick. If an they, economist from Oxford. Yeah, if they, but the thing is, is if they do they require these, man, these mandates. It's going to increase the problem. Right, because more people are going to quit those jobs that are requiring it. Yeah. You're exactly right. Like, like, look at the truckers. Yeah, that have all just walked away from their jobs yeah. in California. Yeah, they're just saying like, Fuck well, it. that's why governors in uh, Texas and Florida are like, hey, reroute your cargo ships and bring them here because our ports are wide open. Right. And honestly, I- Gavin Newsom is fucked up, California. <laughs> Dude. I mean, fucked it up. And how he won re-election I... in the runoff is beyond me. I mean, California I know. is a fucking lost cause. It was pretty close. Yeah. I mean, but they had a chance to elect California's first black governor, and Democrats overwhelming, overwhelmingly rejected it. Well, that, well, that's the thing. So, you know, the lieutenant governor that just got elected in Virginia, they were calling people that voted for her white supremacists because they didn't realize that she was black. Oh, yeah. Like, what? The, what? Hold up. You're, this is the first ever black female vice may, or a governor or assistant governor, whatever you want to call it. And yet, they were being called white supremacists because she's a Republican, dude, so they just I, assumed she was white. I loved her picture holding her. Oh, AR dude, that was, that, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, like but yeah. you, you're sitting here and you're going to seriously 
look and say that that's people are white supremacists. That's how disconnected the media is from yeah. reality. Yeah. They live in a bubble that, that the rest of us clearly well, so, are an, separated. Another kind of on topic with that is this whole Kyle Rittenhouse trial and how so many people are like, I didn't know the people that were shot were white. I thought he was a white supremacist. He was killing just minorities. Out, just out killing what? Black Lives Matter protesters, right? Or, yeah, like... Nah. There's literal video the evidence all over the fucking hit in place. in the back of the head yeah. with a skateboard yeah. holding a fully loaded AR-15 <laughs> and didn't shoot the guy. Have, have you watched... But only shot the guy who had guns pointed Well, at. he shot three people, but at all three times he was in fear of bod severe bodily harm. Oh, yeah. If you've watched the video, yeah. clearly. I've been watching the trial. Yeah, so in the trial... The guy that survived, that got his arm shot. Dude, Wisconsin's Dude, DA. It, oh, my God. It, what a mess. They're, the the DA and their um, lawyer yeah. is absolutely awful. Yeah. I, I swear, th this is like a hit job on Oh, dude, it's terrible. Absolutely a hit so, job. So, in the trial, they're talking to the witness, which is the one that got his arm shot, and they're like, uh, the... So, did Kyle shoot you? The defense, he was like... Before you pointed? He was like... They were like, so you're saying that he didn't shoot you until you had your hand with your finger on the trigger pointed and advancing towards him. He said, correct. Case dismissed. You done lost it. That one sentence. That's done. Lost the case. That's done. Yeah. Well, did you see CNN had him on yeah. today? <sighs> yes. That... To clarify his testimony? It's too late. It was already done in court. You can't clarify it no. after you fucking said it it's, under oath. Right. In front of a fucking Let judge. Let me clarify what he's saying. Yeah, no, clarify. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, and now granted, he's 17. He shouldn't have had an IR-15 because legally he's not supposed to have it until There's you're 18 years old. There's a gray area there. Well, you're not supposed to be until you're 18 years old. You can own it in certain states. As Wis long, yeah. Which I don't know what Wisconsin says, but it's 16 and older for a long good in certain states, but you're not allowed to have it on you or carry it. Right. So either way, he did break some sort of law, and he should but, get unlawful possession or something, but not homicide, murder, any of that shit. But let me stop you there. There are plenty of cases where seven-year-olds or eight-year-olds have shot intruders. But that's also at their house. That is at their house, but your person is your domain. I mean, that's You're true. You're defending your life. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying strictly based on... The law. The law, But, yes. but what I'm saying is there's a gray area. There is a gray area, yes. It, is. Even if you're a convicted felon and you have a firearm and you use it to defend yourself from somebody who's going to murder you... Yeah. You can get off on that. Right. Meaning you don't get convicted of right, murder right. because it was self-defense. There's a gray area of the law, and the judge cracks me the fuck up. Oh, he have you watched? <laughs> have you listened to his cell phone yeah, go dude. off in the court? Oh my god, dude! That patriotic tune, yeah. everybody's freaking out. I'm proud to be in the people are saying that he's he's already I rigging. Know I'm free. Yeah, I love that. He's shit, rigging man. the uh, the case because dude, he's, liberals' minds are fucking. Oh my dude, it is hilarious. I, I know this was off topic, but I follow. I, just, Occup I had to mention it. I follow Occupy Democrats on um, Facebook. Oh yeah, it's a great page, guys. Follow it; it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. Actually, if you want to piss them off, go there and follow it. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. They are the most communistic, socialist. That's why I said left-leaning liberals. If you want comedy? You'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Like, and their minds and their heads are exploding right now at this trial, dude. It is, and it's, they're already uh, deploying the national, yeah, national guard. Guard is being because in, uh, ahead of the. They're saying the verdict, the verdict. is going to come in Monday, so that's something to keep watch. 
and and see how that goes. But so, on the record, what do you think the verdict's going to be? I think it's going to be as far as the uh, like homicide, murder, all that stuff. Not guilty. Agreed. Uh, I, I think, think he's going to be charged on some kind of weapons violation. Yeah, I do too. But I don't think. <clears throat> I don't know if he's going to see any jail time because he was seventeen when it happened. Right, he was a minor. Right. Even though he's 18 now, he was 17. Now, because they can charge as an adult when you're within, what, a year and a half, two years or so. Right. He will probably get charged as an adult. So, he could. he's probably going to see some... He could see a felony. Honestly, he'll probably have time served. Has he been... I think he has. I thought he was under house arrest. Was he under house? I, I thought he was under I'm house not, arrest. Okay, I'm not clear on that. So I'm but pretty sure he was. He I was think not yeah, some in something jail. to do with the the weapons charges. I'm sure he'll have. Um, but as far as any of the homicide, murder, um, manslaughter, any of that, I don't think he's gonna have it. I agree about with you? that. I agree yeah. with that. I don't think he's gonna be convicted. I just don't see how you can. You even because have- you set up terrible precedent. Going forward, if you convict him for murder when there was clear and obvious evidence that he only did it when there was severe bodily harm or death, dude, as a and what blows my fucking mind about that is that the FBI was sitting on video of this whole thing. Yeah, thermal video from yeah. from an aircraft, and they were recording this. Like, yeah, okay. How often is the FBI the FBI flying aircraft above? Well, major cities filming and documenting riots. Well, that one was a little bit different too because I mean that was a I mean we all know that was a that was a bad circumstance. Um, I but, mean it was, but I I, but the, I feel it is like a weird this is coincidence. not the first thing. And why did they sit on this tape until you know like this could have cleared up a lot of things a long time ago? Well, they probably didn't want it to get out until the trial was underway. Right. But again, there was. It's it's kind of one of those things. It's like the powers, the powers that be, right? Only want what you only want you to see what they want you to see. And if people haven't gotten that by now, I'm telling you right now, you're only seeing what they want you to see. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to everything that you have to take it with a grain of salt. Oh yeah. Every it doesn't matter what it is, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, no doubt. So. I mean, yeah, I, that it, it is weird though that there was nothing even mentioned about it until the trial. Yeah, I, I thought that was a little weird. Yeah, so let's switch gears here. Let's go to uh, let's talk about uh, <clears throat> climate change conference in uh, 2021 that was held in UK. Yeah, which for those who cross the pond is the United Kingdom, right? Which is not nearly as big as it used to be because everybody wants to get the fuck out, right? <laughs> All right, so this is from Reason.com, which is obviously a uh, free minds, free market publication. It's a very libertarian-leaning website. Uh, the, f- the, freedom nice. and, the Freedom and Climate Symposium was convened on November 8th at the Strathclyde University by the Think Tank Conservative Coalition for Climate Solutions, also known as C3 Solutions. As their current event with the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change's 26th Conference of the Parties... The symposium brought together energy entrepreneurs, finance experts, free market climate policy, and young conservative climate activists to discuss the role of free markets in addressing the problem of man-made climate change and managing the energy transmission from fossil fuels. So here's my thing. The government thinks 
It has a role in everything. Yeah, but beyond that, they think they can <laughs> tax us yeah. and slow climate change. But that's but that's the thing is the government always thinks that a tax is going to fix something. Right. Well, here's my thing is I've always been you know that I've been vehemently opposed to any government taxation that's supposed to go towards green energy. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. We talked about this with Sean on the podcast oh, yeah. before, and I told him, look, the free market is going to decide whether or not yeah. this is good for yeah. us 100%, globally. 100%. You can't mandate cleaner air. You just can't. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You'll the government mandate, thinks you can. You'll mandate your fucking self <laughs> out of existence, and you'll be speaking Chinese in about three decades. That's what's going to happen. Got news for you. Fuck you. We're going to fake that Chinese redneck. Yeah, that's right. Now that's going to be called the racist. Oh, man. The I'm app- not racist. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we'll be in the Appalachian yeah, Mountains. Fuck fucking yeah. so, fucking <laughs> speaking some... <laughs> oh, my no, God. But here's the thing, though. Seriously. I really believe that we all know that global temperatures are going up a little bit. Yeah. Overall, the time that NASA has recorded Earth's temperatures it's less than one degree right we also know that the sun is mainly the driving factor in this do we know that it's man-made i don't completely agree with that facet i don't think that there's enough proof that that carbon dioxide plant food tree food is because the earth is warming now so a lot of that I think has to do more so with um, the cycle the sun is going through because I don't know if any of you guys have known this, but well, this was something I read today that there we're actually expecting a pretty a solar bad minimum. solar yeah well and it's supposed to be a pretty bad solar storm a solar storm and, yeah but which is going to send us a flare this way that they said could potentially knock out internet service globally for months yeah so that's something we've heard that before though. well we have but what I'm saying is so. The, with the what's sun, going on with the sun, very much so is is it applies to what's happening yeah. here. So on we Earth. really can't measure out how much of it is human error. Do I think that we're helping in some way to maybe increase that or speed it up minimally, if any, minimally? I could pull up the numbers, but it's like our CO two numbers have increased and we're talking on measurements of parts per million. Right, right, right. Parts per fucking million. Almost immeasurable amounts of CO two that have increased on planet Earth since we've had industrialization mm-hmm. in the seventeen hundreds. Now, granted they're you know, they are saying that um you know, the snow and ice is melting off Everest, and apparently there's been bodies that have been buried for 30 years that are coming out. And apparently, um, when you have a glass of ice water and your ice melts in it, apparently the water rises. That's not true. No, it's not. So ocean levels are not rising, and they haven't been. In fact, in most places, they're receding. There's been some weird stuff going with the tides lately. Have you have you heard about that? I have not. Okay, so uh, that the tides happen because of the moon. Right. So <laughs> So uh there's been I've been seeing a bunch of people talking about it in a bunch of videos and stuff of like down in Florida especially where the waters are receded out about a hundred yards more than normal. Hmm. And um I know. It's really strange. And then all of a sudden, uh, they were talking about um, a king tide, which I've never heard the term before, 
but it was like a mass influx of that water again being removed yeah and it was away from the land well no where it came back and it was higher than high tide mm. so like say the high tide was 150 yards off the beach it was like 75 yards off the beach now gotcha and so it was weird that all of a sudden it was way out and now it's really high it's almost like the there's something going on with the moon too well speaking- it's like the whole everything's just kind of moving a little bit which is causing you the know just weird stuff doesn't to have a perfectly sh- right. round orbit the moon is closer and further at different times of the year right that's why we have tides to begin with right but NASA has found out that the moon is actually gradually getting further from the Earth. Which could be causing more drastic tides. Eventually, the moon will lock out of orbit, will lose its orbit around the Earth, and will no longer have a satellite. This is going to happen after the sun's dead and gone. Oh, yeah. Not that anybody gets it. It's not any lifetime anytime soon. Nothing for anybody to worry about. Yeah. We'll but, be we'll be long dead because of uh, global COVID nineteen. No, of uh, nuclear war or something. COVID nineteen. Yeah, I'm I'm just COVID twenty twenty two. I regret. Oh, sorry, COVID twenty. <laughs> COVID twenty. It's the twentieth iteration of COVID. Right? Oh, good. Because we're at the nineteenth, apparently. Yeah. And speaking of that, can we talk about real quick? Uh, and I know we had this climate discussion. I'll return to this article. But did you watch Ron Paul grill Dr. Fauci? I did. Oh, my dude, that was so great. So the NIH NIH has came out and publicly stated that, yes, the United States government and Dr. Fauci has, in fact, been funneling money into gain-of-function research, meaning at Wuhan, there is no evidence that COVID-19 can move between animals and man they have not that found it was any evidence of that it, it was engineered and modified yep. in order to be able to infect humans and if anybody wants to see that research it is out there it that you can google you can google that and it'll bring it up on you well it might bring it up on youtube i don't know they may have censored YouTube's it censoring a bunch of shit so Actually, but you can find it Rand Paul, go to Rand Paul's yeah, website. Yeah, and I mean, it was it was great because Fauci was like, "We've not done that," and it was like, "Okay, but here's all the evidence that you have." Well, and then NIH, NIH comes yeah. out and says, "Oh, well, actually, we have. Yeah. We have been funding yeah. gain of function research." And they were saying that they even were fun- they were sending funds to Wuhan. Yeah. Oh yeah. To, d- to do gain of function research, hundred percent. But now, but you were racist if you said it came from Wuhan. Well, you were racist if you said it came from Wuhan when Trump was in office. Right. Now you're not necessarily racist, but you're not a Democrat. Right, exactly. And, and you're bad. Yeah. yeah. And you're bad. Yeah. Because you want to think. <laughs> you're there canceled! Are, there are plenty of virologists that also agree with that notion that this may have well been a engineered I, virus that just got out of the lab. I don't... I don't and honestly, it seems like... I mean, it, it's, it's such a new type of virus and how it's affecting people there's a lot of research it almost seems like it was designed to be like a, a population control i'm not saying that it was i'm not saying conspiracy theories guys blah 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 i mean it sounds like it to me but i'm just saying it it could fit that description it fits the narrative you're right that you want to get rid of old people that have no real uh other than What's being, the term to say? other than being a tax burden, right? You, they're not no, creating wealth right, for the country. Right. There's no, there's no incentive for them to. There, there, there's not a benefit to older people. 
Well, we know this in a lot of socialist countries. We can see that yeah, oh, England's, oh, yeah. England's lockdowns have increased, unfortunately, cancer deaths tenfold. Dude, yeah. And there's a lot of people that are still on waiting lists that are not getting the treatment. Yeah, they, they, I think I saw an article the other day saying that most um, most wait times now have exceeded a year. Yeah. Which is like, holy shit. And when you miss cancer screening within a year, that's You never good. know what can happen. No. Like... No. I mean, that's there's a lot that can happen in a short amount of time. Yeah, it's devastating. Just like Australia. Um, I was watching a, a video of a girl. Um, she was talking about how um, she's, uh, I guess, big on TikTok. Okay. And so a, I hate that Chinese shit. Yeah. So a dentist offered her free dental work, but she was in New South Wales, and he was in Queensland, which I guess are states next to each other. Yeah. And when she got to the border, they did a they have a checkpoint at every single border, and they asked her what her business was, and she told them, and she said that's not. They told her that it was not essential business, and she needed to return home, or else she was going to get uh, arrested or face severe fines if she didn't go back to her house. Yeah, they're literally printing out people's Facebook posts yeah. that they have attended. That's nuts. It was hey, started off as a prison colony, guys. You got back to it, dumbasses. It's still a prison colony. It's still an authoritarian police state. That's exactly what it is. It's insane, dude. Like, it is absolutely insane. And, and people here in America want that. They want that same trend. You know, they started by giving up their guns, and then all of a sudden, once they didn't have a way to defend themselves, oh, we're going to take this from you. We're going to take this from you. Exactly. We're going to take this from it's you. It's incrementally, and then within yeah. one generation, you're like, what the fuck happened to our freedoms? Yeah. What the fuck happened to our privacy? What does that sound like? Does that sound like uh, the TSA and uh, the United States of America right now? Right. That's it insane. It sure sounds that's... like it to me. It sure sounds like it to me. So let's circle back. <clears throat> I'm going to take a page from Jen, uh, our uh, president's uh, <laughs> press secretary. Circle back. Let's circle oh back. Oh, my God. So back to Reason.com on the Climate Symposium. Uh, For example... Uh, symposium, sorry, featured such proposal that clean capitalism leaders, leadership councilman's Rod Richardson clean tax cuts as technology agnostic way to speed up the financing financing of technologies that cut emissions of greenhouse gases such as carbon dioxide released by burning, burning fossil fuels. Meanwhile, venture capitalist and insurgent ExxonMobil board member Amby Karsner promoted the Climate Leadership Council's carbon-free and dividend plan which would cut a price on carbon dioxide emissions and rebate all of those revenues collected as annual dividends amounting to about 2000 for a family of four. So this proposal would lift constraints from entrepreneurs and investors, whereas the carbon fee would impose burdens on consumers and businesses. Karsner counted that the stable price signals were important to the encouragement of investments of uptake of emissions reduction technologies. Some participants wondered if clean tax cuts would really incentivize clean energy investments, since at the current interest rates, the price of capital is already pretty low, others worried about the public reaction when carbon emissions would start to fall and dividend checks began to dwindle. Markets are already paying a clear role in cleaning up the environment. And generally speaking, the more free market a country is, the cleaner its environment is. A freer market also means that a country's carbon emissions are already falling. C3 Solutions Director of Public Policy, Nick Loris, made this clear in his report. Free, econo free, free economies are clean economies. 
Loris used data from the Heritage Foundation's Index of Economic Freedom that ranks 180 countries on a 100-point scale, evaluating measures such as how well they protect property rights, government size, regulatory efficiency, and openness of their markets. Based on these calculations, the index labels Loris then compare these economic freedom rankings with Yale University's Environmental Performance Index, which ranks 180 countries on a 100-point scale, judging their performance with respect to air and water pollution, biodiversity, agriculture, and climate change. Loris found that there was a correlation between economic freedom and cleaner natural environment. It's robust. So average country score in the environmental performance index, there's a, a chart here, but I'll just kind of show it. So more that a country is con confined by their government, on, their, on the scale here of environmental performance index, the freer you are, you're at 70%, mostly free, 69, 69, moderately free, 48%, mostly unfree, 35%, and repressed, 38%. The U.S. is 20th in the Freedom Rankings and ranked 24th on the Environmental Performance Index. China, by contrast, stands at 107th in the Freedom Index and 120th on the Environmental Performance Scale. Loris argued that the correlation between freedom and environmental equality confirms the notion that environmental Kuznets curve, a concept that says that natural environment initially deteriorates as industrial development takes off, but begins to improve as income increases. And now wealthier people demand cleaner water, cleaner air, and environmental amenities like parks. Although there is still considerable debate over whether EKC for carbon dioxide emissions exists, which is their measurement that they've created. <clears throat> Laura cited a recent study by University of Aras researching Christian Yorskov, he's a Russian guy, <laughs> analyzing the income emissions trends in 155 countries since 1975, Yorskov found that the carbon dioxide emissions begin to decline in a country when average income reaches 52,000 per person. In addition, he found that emissions of greenhouse gases in general start to decrease from a GDP level of approximately 25,000. Consequently, he found that rich, economically free democracies such as Australian Canada and U.S. and much of Northern Europe have, have likely already passed the turning point of the carbon dioxide Kuznet curve. It is worth noting that U.S. carbon dioxide emissions peaked in 2007 when per capita income reached about 48,000. Environmental Kuznet's curves are typically situation, situated to the left of economically free societies, indicating that early adoption of clean technology and faster transition towards low emission technology. Conversely, many of them proclaim that a better environment as a central political aim, political aim, interventionist governments are likely to achieve the opposite. So the more freer the government is in a particular location, generally, the free market and capitalization turns the page and says, look, we want to be cleaner. We want to be more energy efficient. We want to have better technology. We want to do things better. That's because the free market is always going to be it's a better gonna, system. It's always going to provide. 100% always going to be a better system. Always. And it's really It's hard to argue that. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really interesting to see that data being charted out and looked at yeah. on a global scale. And yeah. I think 
I think that really reiterates what my logic was is like, okay, look, if you mandate electric cars, which Biden is trying to do, right? That's the wrong approach. <laughs> You're going to make car electric cars really expensive. You're going to make the cars that we currently use more expensive because they're going to be com completely, you know, outdated mm -hmm. and considered old. And so you won't have parts. You you will have uh, people who work on those cars can transition over to working on electric cars. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be screwed when it comes to actually maintaining the cars that are on the roads today. Yeah. So I feel like that's the wrong approach. And I'm, I'm really excited about that development. Yeah. I hope that more governments take a look at the science, take a look at the data and see, look, Economic freedom means better air quality, better clean energy. But that means giving up power. Right. And that's what governments don't like to do. Most governments do not give up power. But did you, so I'm sure you saw this about where Biden was talking about um, having this fleet of electric vehicles. And he was like, you can just charge it, make it across the country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's. He said some other stuff that was like kind of incoherent, and it was like yeah, it was funny because he talked about um, filling up gas. Yeah, he was like you fill you don't you don't have to fill up the gas, but you still have to charge the car. Yeah, exactly. Like he he I I'm not I'm not I I watched the guy in Jay Leno's garage one time. <sighs> he hasn't driven his own car in like twenty thirty years. Wow, because he's escorted around by the secret secret service because of his position in government. So. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty. In the guy is so disconnected from real society. As, it's incredible. As much as obviously, you know, we we can't be ageist or whatever. I truly believe that there should there be should an be an age, age cap for any political office. Honestly, it needs to be. If we already have a, if we have a minimum age to be able to get into an office, there needs to be a maximum. There age. needs to be a maximum. 100%. Because there's no reason why somebody who is, what is he, he's like 80-something, right? Yeah. I think the guy's got like, dementia. Oh. Or some kind of Alzheimer's. They have literally had experts on This is elder on abuse, man. Yeah. They have had experts on Alzheimer's and stuff saying, yes, he does definitely he's show these symptoms. showing all the symptoms, yeah. Whether it's, or not, it, they're not saying that he has it, but they're saying that he is showing all the symptoms. And if you listen to any of his speeches or anything like that, as soon as he goes off of what the prompter or notes say... It goes off the rails. It is off the rails and it's incoherent and... <laughs> it's bad. The other day on Veterans Day, where he was talking about the uh, the Negro bas uh, baseball player... Oh, which and, President Obama signed a law saying that the government officials can't use the word Negro. Which... And then they he turned around. It wasn't 1970. And then they turned around. It was the CNN turned around and said, he didn't say that it was a Negro bas uh, baseball player because he it was said, the Negro League, right? I was what? It's, he still said it. What are you talking about? Like yeah. you're you're giving this guy an excuse because he's doing all of your bidding for you because he's but a Democrat. If this was if this was, if Trump, this was Trump, he would have been raked over the coals. Oh yeah. If this would have been anybody else, he would have been raked over the coals. Yeah, anybody that's not a Democrat. Yeah. Raked over the coals. Like, I just don't understand. There's that it's just the media bias. Well, and bias. it's also that, that white savior complex that I like to call it as is where these white liberals that are, we're, we're doing this for you. It's like, right. okay, but how many people want you to do that? How many minorities want you to do that for them? Yeah. You, you have it in your head that you do because 
Because why? It almost makes it seem like you think you're superior. Yeah, they got a god complex hmm. is what it is. Interesting, huh? But yet you talk to a Republican and Republicans or conservatives or libertarians, we're just racist. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure but, we are. But we're not. Sure like, we, are. we just want you to do what's best for you That's while right. we do what's best for us. I don't give a fuck what you look like. That's right. Just don't force me to do shit. Exactly. Don't impose your will on me. Yeah, that's that's it, man. Well, you ready to talk about the good news story, man? Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap this episode up here, ladies and gentlemen, and finish out with the good news story like we always do. So today, we are talking about the monarch butterflies. They've arrived in California to overwinter, bringing hopes for the species. So this is from the goodnewsnetwork.org, like we always pulled data from. Western monarchs are showing up at their overwinning sites in coastal California at far greater numbers, a sign of hope for the struggling population. These reports are particularly welcome after the population reached an all-time low last year. This year's official count has not begun. That will take place with the help of over 100 community scientists during the 25th annual Western Monarch Thanksgiving count beginning on November 13th. Yet, these early reports signal the possibility of rebounding rebounding numbers. On October 16, 2021, over 1,300 monarchs were counted at the Pacific Grove overwintering site. The site did not have a single monarch butterfly during wow. last year's count. That's huge. That's a massive increase. That's awesome. The same week, Pismo State Beach Monarch Butterfly Grove and adjacent site tallied rough, roughly 8,000 monarchs, up from less than 300 butterflies last year. Additionally, smaller estimates and observations from volunteers and the public have started to pour in from the Bay Area, Santa Cruz, Monterey, Big Sur, Ventura, and Los Angeles. So far, there appear to be over 10,000 monarchs easily accounted for at the overwintering sites. The low count of fewer than 2,000 monarchs in 2020 followed two years, which produced tallies of under 30,000 monarch butterflies each year. We are overjoyed that migratory monarch butterflies have not disappeared from the western U.S. Emma Pelton, a senior conservation biologist and Western Monarch lead from the Xerces Society of Invertebrate Conservation. These early counts give us hope that if we all work together, we can still bring Western Monarchs back. The annual volunteer Western Monarch Thanksgiving count is coordinated by the Xerces Society for Invertebrate Conservation and Mia Monroe, founder of the count and longtime volunteer coordinator. It is funded in part by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Is primarily a way that we know the status of Western monarch migratory population. Why are numbers looking better this year? Like other insects, populations can fluctuate from year to year in response to temperature, rainfall, availability, food, and other factors. It's likely a combination of all these factors, including favorable uh, conditions at their breeding grounds. Western monarchs continue to lack their legal protection that would usher in resources to help recover the population, but there are many things that can be done to improve their chances. The, the, the Xerxes Society and partners work to ensure there are plenty of floral resources. They encourage Californians to plant nectar species, especially flowers that bloom in early spring, February through April, but also in the fall, September through October, especially native plant species, but particularly native milkweed. There are many habitat restoration projects projects in progress right now to enhance and restore monarch breeding and overwintering habitat in California, but more are needed. Legislation proposed in Congress, including the Monarch and Pollinator Highway Act, 
now part of the new infrastructure beer that 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 Biden's supposed to sign. That that's gonna have to be uh, another topic. Oh my god! And the Monarch Act, <laughs> which focuses on Western monarchs, could provide critical funding for habitat and restoration and research if passed. So I think that's really cool. It's yeah. really good. These butterflies, these insects, do a lot to pollinate. Yeah, and they're good for the environment and they're good for everything so cool story uh last year when i was doing a lot more woodworking during uh, when covid was kind of hitting real hard uh, i actually built a butterfly enclosure for a lady that uh helped rescue and raise monarch butterflies that's awesome so yeah it was really cool it was it was it was a fun experience for me you know doing something i never done before and uh, and talking to her and uh you know she was talking about she's in a um a group with and it was probably about 75 other people and they would, they'll go around and they'll find them. And cause you know, certain amount is going to be killed off because of predators and this and that. So they'll take yeah. them and they'll put them in enclosures and grow them up. And once they become butterflies, they release them, Re- release them back yeah. into nature. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. So that's, that's a cool story. That cause is I cool got story. a little bit of, you, yeah, yeah, you got a little hand up. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah, man. That's cool. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to, going to conclude season two episode four we hope to have a couple more episodes before the end of the year here season three we're going to try to get back on track with this new format we're going to do one episode per month but we're going to look at maybe hour and a half to two hour long episodes yeah that way we got a little bit more content um and we're going to probably try to stack one or two ahead before we release them just to try to just to be able ahead. to continue a, a good release flow. Um, exactly. We want to try to hit the main topics. Obviously, if you guys have suggestions, we love the feedback. If you have anything that we can improve on here, um, as far as if you think there's anything need to be done for video, studio, audio, anything like that, uh, I feel like Ian's on top of it, but you know, to anything to make you guys feel more uh, comfortable with the new format or anything like that, let us know. Uh, obviously, topics. Um, we're working with my brother, who is a uh, web developer, and he's actually trying to build us a website, full-on website. We'll have all of our episodes from there. We'll be able to have direct link to the merch site, which right now, if you go to unbiasedfreedom.com, it will link you to the merch site for now. Speaking of all of our podcast episodes, uh, Facebook yes. Mobile now is updated, and we've added our podcast episodes. So if you go to the top bar and go to Unbiased Freedom Podcast on Facebook, you'll see the podcast toolbar. Select that, and you can play the podcast straight from Facebook without yep. having to leave the app. Yep. So that's pretty cool. So check that out. We'll try and put an interactive video together that shows you how to do that if you're unsure how to listen. But um, And also... On Spotify and all of our other uh, locations, there's a link. You can leave us a voice message. We we'll, still haven't gotten one yet. We'll play the message. We'll respond to you live in the podcast episode, and it'll be a great way to interact with our community. So, and that giveaway is still happening, guys. So the first one that does that, you can go onto our merch site. Anything on that merch site you can get. You can get one item off that merch site. So it can be a t-shirt, a hoodie, it can be, we have leggings for females that I think are pretty cool looking. Or personally. males, we don't care. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to do. Uh, no gender specific, I guess. Let's go with that. Don't want to get canceled, just, you know. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, you know, hats, we got mugs, we got tumblers. We got it all. Um, yeah, we've got all kinds yeah. of stuff, guys. Um, so, really cool stuff. Check it out. Um, like like we said in the beginning, any of the proceeds from that is going to go right back into the show. We're That's not right. going to take any profit out of it. Um we want to try to get you guys the best uh, product we can give you. 
So, and I, I, I feel like, you know, we've gotten some really good response and feedback from it, especially here lately. And so I'm excited to see it continue to grow and I'm excited to get back into it, man, and keep it up. I think, yeah, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. And I feel like this was a little bit more open concept, a little bit, uh, more relaxing too. You yeah. Know? Different structures. So yeah. That's cool. So we'll, we'll see you on the next one. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, take care.